Hey mama, before we dive into today's episode, I just wanted to quickly tell you all about our free Facebook community just for moms in business. In this group, we talk about all things business, motherhood, and beyond, and I cannot wait to have you inside. So if that sounds like something that interests you, I would love to have you. You can go to momsmakemoneycollective.com slash group, and I'll see you inside. All right, let's get into today's episode. Are you like me and a sucker for a good behind-the-scenes type episode? If so, look no further because today I'm spilling the beans on my maternity leave plans for baby number two, including how long I plan to take off, how I prepared for maternity leave this go-around, and so much more. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Moms Make Money podcast. I'm your host, Jenny. I'm the owner of Moms Make Money Collective, a podcast and visibility strategist, and mom of two. Many moms feel like we need to sacrifice our careers for our children, but I wholeheartedly believe that we can have a thriving business and family at the same time. In this podcast, we're going to be diving into the ins and outs of running a business as a mom and getting real and raw about all things parenting. So buckle up because we're about to go all in. As I'm recording this episode, my maternity leave is quickly approaching. I have about 12 working days left to get everything done. And if you're listening to this episode in real time, I'm actually already on my maternity leave, hopefully finishing any last minute task around the house and keeping my fingers crossed that baby doesn't come before November 2nd because I'm really banking on having a week and a half for personal tasks before the baby is officially here. And this is also the first Halloween that my son is like super stoked for. So it would break my heart if I went into labor too early and, you know, he couldn't experience Halloween with me before the baby comes. So let's jump into the episode and start with how long am I planning to take off? So with my firstborn, my son, who's now almost three and a half, he'll be three and a half in December. I took off three full months. So this time I'm just going to be taking off two full months. And the reason for that is that I'll be taking my maternity leave during the holiday season, which is already kind of a bit slower time for my business because we take off a couple days in November for U.S. Thanksgiving. And then we also take off over a week at the end of December to celebrate Christmas and New Year as company. So everyone's off from the 22nd of December to the second. So there's already quite a bit of time off in there. So I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. With my firstborn, he was born in June and I didn't come back until September. So while the summer is also kind of a quieter period for me most of the time, there's not really any planned breaks where my team and clients will likely be out of office, like all at the same time. So I wanted to give myself a little more time if needed. And especially since it was my first child, I want to give myself more time because I had no idea what to expect. And I'm glad I did because it was a whirlwind. This time, I kind of feel like I know the drill a little bit better. So I feel a lot more confident, but I know every baby is different. So I'm just giving myself grace during my maternity leave. And, you know, I might, when I come back in January, it might be a little more modified than I was hoping, but we're just going to roll the punches here. So let's talk about how I prepared myself to be off, and then we can talk about how I prepared my team for me to be off. So first up, I batch recorded guest episodes for the podcast. 
all the way through the end of January so that even when I do come back in January, I don't have to think about guest episodes for a little bit. I can get back and then start booking in January for February and beyond. I don't have to get back in January like, oh my God, I need a guest episode for tomorrow, right? So that was number one. So number two, I batch outlined and recorded most of my solo episodes and I'm trying to get them all recorded through the end of January, but I may still need to record like one or two while I'm on maternity leave, but they're solo episodes, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I don't have to coordinate with guests or anything like that. I can just record when I have a free moment. So I'm hoping I can get them done beforehand. Like I said, I have about 12 days left, so I'm hoping to be able to get those before I'm out of office, but if I don't, it's not the end of the world. Another thing I did is I batch edited most of my guest episodes for while I'm out of office. I will likely still have a few to edit while I'm out of office, but once again, it's further into the year, so it's not too bad and I can work at my own pace instead of being like, oh my God, I have an episode next week that I haven't edited. I need to do it now. So it'll be, you know, I got far or I anticipate getting far enough ahead that I don't really need to freak out about it. Another thing I did is I batch edited a big chunk of my clients' podcast episodes. So I'm not sure if I'm going to finish this by the time baby is here, but I'm trying really, really hard to get all of my November and December client episodes edited so I don't have to worry about them at all. But we'll see if this ends up happening. I am done with all of October for our clients. And as I'm recording this, it's only October 6th. And then I'm starting to work on November episodes as well and December too. So I'm hoping I can get at least all the way through November so then I can kind of work at my own pace. But I'm really trying here. It's it's a lot of episodes to edit. So I'm really trying to make it happen. But if I don't fully get done through all the way through the end of December, it'll be. But another thing I really did is I also really ramped up my visibility for Q3. So that when I'm a little more quiet in Q4, I didn't have to worry about it as much. So I participated in several bundles and summits in August, September, and October so that I could give myself a steady stream of leads before pushing my marketing efforts aside for a couple months. That's not to say I'm not going to be still emailing my list and maybe posting on social a little bit, but definitely not as much as normal. I'm definitely not going to be full force in the marketing for. So I wanted that to be taken care of so that I don't feel stressed in Q4 when I'm not as active as I normally am. I also plan for Black Friday in advance so I can still make a little money while I'm out of office. And at this point, 12 days out from maternity leave, all I have to do is finish scheduling the promo emails, which feels so nice because most of the time I'm definitely not this far ahead when it comes to Black Friday promo and stuff like that. It's usually more last minute. So that feels really, really good. So now let's talk about how I prepared my team for time off. So to be honest, this year has been a super interesting one in more ways than one. So funny enough, about half of my team has actually been pregnant at some point this year. Two of them had their babies mid to late summer, and they're slowly phasing themselves back onto the team. And then another one of my team members is due January. So she'll be leaving pretty much immediately as soon as I'm back in the office. So there's been four of us that have been pregnant. One is me and then three others on my team. 
And one of the people who had babies this summer was my operations assistant. And she had twins, so she planned to take the three full months off for her maternity leave, which totally understand. Like three months is, in my opinion, should be the minimum, whether you're having twins or a singleton. But anyway, so she planned to take the three full months off and her coming back directly kind of coincided with the time that I was planning to head out for my own maternity leave. So we had to make some minor pivots so I could have some support during my time off. And one of my team members ended up stepping up to be the stand-in operations person until I'm back from my maternity leave in January so that it wasn't so last minute trying to coordinate it with my prior operations assistant. And I'm really relieved about that because I would definitely be stressed if I was relying on my operations assistant to fully step back in to the business within just a few weeks until my maternity leave. And, you know, she has twins. She's juggling being a new mom. So that would be a lot of pressure for both of us. And I just really didn't want to worry about it. But the other person that had a baby this summer is one of our show notes writers. And she was also going on maternity leave around the same time as my operations assistant. So in June, I made a new hire for another show notes writer. And she has been such a wonderful addition to the team. She's been so helpful, so quick, so great. She writes amazingly. But in addition to show notes, she's also been helping with some graphic creation for our clients and will also be stepping in to help with PR slash guest management in January when our PR girl goes on her own maternity leave. So she's been a great addition to the team and I'm so thankful to have her. So as you can see, although it's been super fun to have us all be going through like similar stages together, it's also definitely been quite the roller coaster of a year. So keeping up with everyone's pregnancies and corresponding maternity leaves and making sure we had coverage while everyone was soaking up newborn cuddles. It's been it's been a wild ride. So now that I've got all the logistics out of the way, I wanted to share how I actually prepared my team for me to be gone for those two months. So number one, I created both written and video SOPs. So I've always had some sort of SOPs for my team to follow, but I actively made sure that we had specific processes for each step of the way since I won't be as readily available as I usually am. So I made sure to record a bunch of videos. And then when my operations assistant was not on maternity leave before she went, she created a bunch of written ones based off of the videos that I recorded. So that was super helpful. So now we have both versions for pretty much all of our SOPs, which is so great. I personally prefer video, but I know some people like to read and watch videos. So I wanted to give them options. So yeah, so we created a ton of SOPs so that people feel supported and they don't have to be like, wait, how do I do this? And I just got everything out of my brain that needs to get out of my brain. Number two, we created a team contingency plan to complete with a hierarchy chain of command. And this is something I did my last maternity leave as well. So I just updated it to apply to current times with the new team and new team hierarchy. And honestly, it didn't take very long at all because I already had the basic structure. I just need to update it. And basically, this just helps the team be able to try and problem solve and exhaust all other resources before they escalate a problem to me while I'm out of the office. Last time, there was really never a point where anything needed to be escalated to me because my team was able to figure out on their own, whether through their own research or they asked the stand-in operations person at the time. It was able to get figured out without me, so... I wanted a similar structure this go around because my team is so, so capable and they're so amazing at what they do. 
So I wanted to empower them to be able to come to solutions on their own accord and, you know, make those decisions. Number three, I created a SOS channel in Slack just for absolute emergencies. And this is something that I did last time as well for maternity leave. And while it never needed to be used, it was really nice to know that this was the only Slack channel I needed to pay any attention to during my time away. So, you know, if I would have seen a message in there, I would know that it was super urgent and needed to be taken care of. Whereas like all the other channels that I'm in, you know, I can kind of ignore them for the most part because nothing is urgent or an emergency that I need to be, you know, roped in for. And then lastly, I made someone on my team the point of contact while I'm away. So like I said, my team is really great. They're pretty self-sufficient and they do their work without question. But having someone be the point of contact for both the team members and clients while I'm away ensures that everyone feels supported and taken care of. And I want everyone to always feel supported and taken care of and prioritized. So that is why I have someone helping with that so that I can really let her make sure everyone is supported and I can support myself and my growing family. So how am I spending my time off before baby comes? So like I said, I have about a week and a half off before my planned C-section. So I'm really hoping that my baby stays in there till then. I have a few personal matters that I plan to take care of, like getting a haircut. It's been a long time, so I really need a haircut. I want to get a pedicure because who doesn't want to have nice, pretty toes? I want to get my car serviced and detailed because it is a hot mess in there. I've been like vacuuming it myself and stuff, but that's obviously not going to be as great as having them do it at a car wash place or a service place. And I'm also going to be finishing the last of the baby prep that week, like sterilizing bottles and pacifiers because you don't want to do that too early grabbing any last minute must-haves for both myself and baby during like that postpartum period, making sure we're all stocked up on diapers and wipes and all that good stuff. So that week and a half is going to be, you know, last minute prep and trying to relax as much as possible because life's about to get crazy. But let's be real, knowing me, I'm probably going to try and cram a tiny bit of work into that period and get ahead of the game. So probably honestly do some more podcast editing, maybe do an episode a day or something while I'm starting my maternity leave. So I'm not spending like too much time working, but there's still, I'm still moving the needle forward so that I'm less stressed out once baby is here because that is the ultimate goal. So let's talk about how I'm spending November and December once baby is here. So once the baby arrives in November, aside from getting lots of rest and making sure that I'm taking care of myself and my new baby, and, you know, the rest of my family supported. The plan is really to figure out our new family dynamic as we'll now be a family of four. Obviously, me and my husband, the new baby, and my son Everett. And I know it's definitely going to be a bit of an adjustment period. So the plan is to really just give myself as much grace as possible during this time and really focus on taking care of myself. Because last time, I had no idea what to expect and the postpartum period hit me really hard. So I want to get ahead of it if possible so that my experiences go around as much smoother. I'm not experiencing as much stress and anxiety. Obviously, I can't really like 100% predict that, but I can do things to set myself up to make that less likely to occur. So that's my plan. 
I do plan to be back fully in the office the second week of January, although my working time will definitely be more limited, as I'll have minimal childcare help for a while. So it'll be mostly be working during nap time and nighttime and whenever I have some childcare for my infant because my son is in daycare. So that is really helpful. I won't have both kids. I'll just have the new baby. But as you know, like infants don't always sleep that great (laughs) for naps and stuff. So definitely going to be at the mercy of my baby's schedule, which is totally fine, totally expected. So yeah, that's kind of what my maternity leave plans are. If you recently had a baby or you're currently pregnant and planning on taking a maternity leave in your business, I'd love to hear about your experience and what you're planning if you haven't done it yet. Let's talk over on Instagram. My handle is Moms Make Money Collective. I always love hearing from you guys in the DMs. But yeah, I'm just hoping for a really smooth maternity leave. I definitely plan to do some sort of update once I'm back and let you know how things went and do some sort of debrief, maybe, you know, what went well, what I could have done better to prepare myself, things like that. Because even when you've had multiple maternity leaves, you don't you don't do everything right. So I want to make sure that I'm debriefing so that I can help other people have a better maternity leave. So yeah, I just want to be able to debrief and look back and see what could have been done and improved because I always love improving systems and improving processes. And you know, if that helps someone, then that makes me really happy. So yeah, I'd love to hear about your experience. Let me know over on Instagram. Like I said, my handle is Moms Make Money Collective. Can't wait to chat with you and I will see you in next week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love it if you would head on over to our free Facebook group called Moms Make Money Collective to connect with us further. If you're more of an Instagram fan, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Moms Make Money Collective. If you're loving the show, make sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback means the absolute world to us. We'll see you in the next episode.